Welcome to the show. Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. On this podcast, we help people overcome mindset challenges to fast track personal and professional success. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes. And thank you so much for taking a few moments to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us more than you know. In fact, we have reached 167 countries as a result of your ratings and your reviews. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support of the podcast. Exploring attachment styles and remedies is our topic for today. I'd like to send out a huge shout out to one of our dear listeners who made me aware of this specific topic. It is not one that we have covered on the show. Therefore, it required of me to really dig in to the psychology of attachment styles. And effectively, what I found is that attachment styles serve as an unseen architect for our emotional world or our emotional composition. I learned that attachment styles are not only architects, but they're also intricately designing the way we connect and bond and interact with the world around us. There's some foundational patterns that take place as we are coming up through our younger years, principally, again, birth through age seven and then solidified ages seven through 21. And during these early times when we have all of these interactions with our caregivers, our parents, those that are in authoritative positions within our whole family construct or our lives, if you will, well, all of these people sort of work together unknowingly to create the groundwork or the framework for how we kind of deal with people in the future. And what's so cool about this particular topic, and at the same time frightening, is that we don't have a whole lot of awareness that these things are going on. And even into adulthood, few of us have an appreciation for how this has shaped who we are today, these attachment styles that we're going to get into. You know, on one hand, they can be incredibly positive or create really positive outcomes. Quick sidebar, I live in an location where lots of people have motorcycles and I'm, I hear those engines rev up like that and it just really makes me incredibly nervous because the last time, well, as a youth, I heard someone coming around the corner with the motor sounding like that. They passed away in front of me. They couldn't get around the curb because they were going too fast. And it's like baked into my head that, oh no, I don't want to go through that again. I digressed. I'm so sorry. Attachment styles create for us a landscape of security, a landscape of trust, and that can also on the other side lead to tremendous amounts of turbulence and anxiety. Or you can find yourself in the middle with characteristics that will have tendencies to lean on both sides. But understanding that attachment styles are sort of like a doorway into how we interact with people, 
how we perceive the world, how our heartstrings get tugged, how some of our buttons get pushed. A lot of these components that we struggle with as humans will back into this whole arena that we're calling attachment styles. And there are four of them that we're going to unpack in the episode today, as well as share with you some really cool things that you can do to begin to heighten your awareness, things that you should be on the lookout for to see if, in fact, these are functioning properly or improperly in your lives. I did come across a pretty cool fun fact, and that is attachment styles can evolve over time with self-awareness and intentional effort. Albert Einstein shared this nugget around the concept that life is like riding a bike. To keep your balance, you must keep on moving. We are moving in a different direction than most people. We are moving toward a very positive energy source. We're moving toward releasing from things that burden us down and make us feel ways that don't promote our well-being. We are in the process of growing our self-development prowess to such an extent that when life gets really, really tough for most, it's not so tough for us because we've done heavy lifting in preparation for what life might throw to us. This just so happens to be a phenomenal segue into our first of four attachment styles, which is secure attachment. This is the gold standard, if you will. Secure individuals feel comfortable with both intimacy and independence. Think of it as having a reliable global positioning system right, that can navigate you anywhere in the world you want from a relationship perspective. Marilyn Monroe was an incredibly iconic Hollywood star. If you know her story, you know that she developed a secure attachment style despite a tremendous slash tumultuously difficult childhood. As she famously stated, I'm selfish, I'm impatient, and I'm a little insecure. I make mistakes, and I'm out of control at times where it's hard for me to handle it. But if I can't handle me at my worst, then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best. Secure attachment folks thrive on open communication and trust. Number two is the anxious, preoccupied attachment. What this really comes down to is imagine craving constantly the reassurance and fearing abandonment as if you were in a haunted house of sort. The legendary Princess Diana struggled with this attachment style. Her words, I don't go by the rule book. I lead from the heart, not the head echoed the intense emotions of the anxiously attached. If you or someone you know is constantly anxious, craving that reassurance, and always has that fear of abandonment, that's going to be the anxious, preoccupied attachment. Number three is dismissive, avoidant attachment. In this situation, 
there are people who downplay the importance of close relationships. Steve Jobs, the tech visionary, exhibited dismissive avoidance traits. His quote, your time is limited. Don't waste it living someone else's life. This is reflective of the independence this attachment style craves. Balancing independence with the vulnerability is key for dismissive avoidance individuals. And then finally, we have number four, which is fear avoidant attachment. This causes us to live like we're on roller skates, wanting the closeness, but fearing it at the exact same time. Sylvia Plath, a poet and writer, grappled with this attachment style. Her quote, I desire the things which will destroy me in the end, captures the essence and the struggle that is associated with fearful avoidance. Now, you may hear these and you go, well, well, you know, I don't know. I'm just not so sure about these. Well, the statistics suggest that roughly 50% of people are secure, 20% are anxious, 25% are avoidant, and 5% are fearful. Everyone literally that's listening to this podcast today is going to be nestled somewhere in one of these four categories. As we get ready to enter into this next section, I just want you to really do some self-reflection. Think about which of these is best suited for you, if any. Perhaps you may be an anomaly and none of these are a good fit for you. Let's spend the next eight to 10 minutes talking about some of the proven strategies to contend with attachment style if it's not working for you. The first one is mindful journaling. This is a two for one special as the name suggests. You're being mindful. You're being very intentional. You're heightening what's going on inside of you, what you're thinking about your behaviors, how your emotions are moving in and out and influencing various actions or reactions. And then you're also taking into account the external triggers that are bringing stimuli into you and making you feel or behave some kind of way. You're taking all of that and you're then marrying it with some good old-fashioned journaling. What's the reason? What's the big idea? The reason and the big idea is for us to overcome scenarios and situations that don't serve us, we first have to become aware of them. Then once we become aware of them, we don't want them banging around in our heads we want to get those out of our heads so new content can come in to our minds that we might need that capacity for. And we don't want that other item in there swirling around, making waves for us and creating all types of uncertainty or feelings that don't put us in the right mindset to have the success we desire. We want to write those down. We put those in the journal. And over time, we categorize those, we prioritize those, and we start picking them off 
one at a time. You should be asking yourself questions like, well, what feeling arose in that situation, right, as it pertains to the topic at hand? And how do I typically react when these things happen? What was it that made me feel that level of anger, frustration? We're really aiming to understand the behavior and the pattern so we can change those things over time. Number two is what if you're in the moment and you're really caught up, you can't inject and interrupt, you're literally swirling and you've got to somehow bring yourself down a level before you can do some mindful journaling. That's where breathing techniques come in. For years, I've been teaching my clients and mentees that the 555 technique is like the holy grail of breathing techniques. Inside of two minutes, you can drop your blood pressure, you can drop your heart rate significant levels. How do you do it? You breathe in through your nose for five seconds, you hold it for five seconds, then you bring your lips very closely together to create resistance as you're blowing out very slowly but exhaustively, clearing your lungs in five seconds, and you repeat the process. And what this does is it signals to the nervous system, oh, things are okay, we're doing some breathing exercise, hey, cortisol, settle down, we don't need you right now. Hey, high energy emotion. We don't need you after all. Everything's good. We're doing breathing exercises. Oh, nervous system, you can settle down also. Everything is cool. Calm is coming into us. The fear factor must be over. So let's back up for a minute. You've done some breathing exercises because you were in a really heightened state. You got yourself down, got yourself back to homeostasis. Now you're starting to do some mindful journaling. You are documenting what took place in the moment and all of the facts that you can remember. And then we're doing this over a period of time to harvest as much data as possible so we can put together trend, we can put together pattern, we can then begin to put together a solution. Here's one potential solution. That's called secure relationship modeling. I use this all the time. There are people right now that I have in my life that are above where I am. And because they have already mastered the level that I'm up against right now, I select them as mentors to pull me up, to teach me, instruct me, and guide me and provide those good role models and those good habits to lift and elevate my thinking and my being to that level, guess what? Birds of a feather flock together. After hanging out with them for such a long period of time, well, actually it wasn't even a long time, when I first started doing it over a period of two to three months, I just literally started to see the change myself where I was beginning to act differently. I was thinking differently, where, as an example, I was raised very, very poorly in a very, very tough community. 
with no role models. Many of you who are been around the channel a while know this, and I had a very scarcity-based mindset. When I got to the armed services, there was absolutely no need for scarcity anymore. And being around those other people who had never experienced that before made me question why I was still holding on to that. Bottom line up front is secure relationship modeling is one of the coolest therapeutic things that you can do apart from the discipline of therapy to move yourself from a current position to the next position. It is just a fantastic relationship building exercise to help you really think through what it is that makes you up over and against without comparison and without judgment what makes your role model tick move and have being and then you simply split stream some of those good parts of them into your life and it's kind of like magic this trusted relationship this trusted role model becomes someone who can speak into your life who can help you to develop boundaries and to get you thinking differently about some of the things that may be holding you captive as a result of one of the four attachment styles that might not be serving you. Finally, let's say you've done all of those and you still can't seem to shake this thing. I want to tell you that there's nothing wrong with getting some good old-fashioned therapy. Good old-fashioned sit-down-on-the-couch chair, however they do it these days. I never got to do the couch. I thought that was cool when I saw it in movies. But however they do it these days, I guess it's online principally. Yeah, in fact, it is. Do that. Get with a licensed professional. Sort this out. Talk it out. Then let them guide you through a series of advanced strategies that would help you have or regain the freedom that you would desire to have, that you can do what it is that you're being hindered from doing. The homework here for each of us is to do a little bit of accounting, to do some internal evaluations, to see which of the four we most closely align with. Is it secure attachment? Is it anxious, preoccupied attachment? Is it dismissive, avoidant attachment? Or is it fearful, avoidant attachment? Just so you remember, 50% of the population is secure, 20% is anxious, 25% is avoidant, and 5% is fearful. Go do the homework assignment, document what you come up with, put yourself a plan together, and remember some of the things we talked about today that will most certainly help you navigate this process. Thank you so much for tuning in. And that concludes this episode. I appreciate your time and your attention. I know you know that. You can reach me on IG at Your Thought Life, Y-O-R Thought Life, no spaces. Thanks to each of you who sent me some of the coolest DMs I think I've ever read. But I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.